Hey there, nerd. All alone again tonight? Well, let me make sure you can have some company. Go to your phone and look up Awful Neutral Podcast. Leave me a message of what you want us to do. You can leave your comment wherever you want. Awful Neutral is five gold for the first minute and seven gold for each additional minute. Credit card fees may apply. We do not guarantee happiness. God is a lie. I'll even give you advantage. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Awful Neutral. Hello, and welcome to the Awful Neutral Podcast. I'm your Dungeon Master, Damian Mercado. With me, as always, is Clint Beiger as... Artificarian. Salvador Viesca as... Lothario de la Pulga. Jesse Egan as Chud Bingsley. Caleb Cleveland as Gonk. Sarah Lee Steiner as Gertrude. And Dave Callens could not be here today. Uh, he's in Portland doing comedy, right? Well, we'll find out. <laughs> he's in Portland <laughs> trying to do comedy. Uh, AG couldn't be here. She is in LA uh, for Muller. She wrote, What's she doing? She's searching for Dave. Last time on the Awful Neutral Podcast, after the gang had rescued Gertrude, uh, Gertrude was able to do, deduce that the gang had perhaps not come for her right away. <laughs> she had some feelings about that, which she tried to express to the party, but I don't think anybody cared a lot, did they? I usually enjoy when a man waits to come for me, but not this time. Well, has that ever happened before? <laughs> Uncomfortable yeah. silence. Nobody touched that. Gertrude doesn't seem like the type to wait for Christmas morning. If you know what I mean? Like, Gertrude seems like the type to unwrap her presents. Well, she's Jewish, so. That is a new one. <laughs> okay. Character development. All right. We've found During that's the a, intro. That's a... is, this, is this so that a lot of her previous comments can't actually be anti-Semitic? <laughs> Correct. Ret- because retroactively she converted. Or she's just racist like Don Rickles against everybody, basically. We'll have to see how it plays out. You know, we haven't really dis- discussed the culture of the Eladrin. We've, d- we've certainly hinted that they're trailer trash. <laughs> but perhaps... Mm-hmm. They follow Judaism as well. <laughs> Is that a menorah in your trailer? I like how somehow we took the like classiest race and made it like, <laughs> just like no, not this universe. <laughs> in this universe, they're the garbage out. Feywild's Kentucky, basically. Oh, yeah. After rescuing Gertrude, the gang followed Lothario to the legendary Thieves city of Des Moines. <laughs> yeah, that's right. While in Des Moines, they met up with Lothario's mom, The gang had their choice to do anything they wanted to do in the city, but because this party is full of shopaholics, Mm -hmm. I believe we dropped. uh, Yeah, you guys went shopping again. You guys have been like (laughs) Duke's Court three days. You guys have gone shopping every day. I think I'm gonna have to make an executive decision. I have tried to give you guys like two battles and 17 (laughs) trips to the mall. (laughs) Do we have an awful neutral credit card yet? Is it black? In the interest of the fans, Mm -hmm. I'm going to put at least a 60 episode ban on shopping. Uh, I don't know about 60, but there's going to be a ban on shopping. You have to start searching bodies again. (laughs) I'm just saying, if you guys try to go shopping sometime in the future, like 
a gas leak's going to blow up the store. All Something's right. going to happen. So we're going to the morgue first. <laughs> yeah. to bodies. Stop That's giving it. us so much money. It's burning a hole in our bag of holding. That's okay. it. Lothario's mom showed them to the store that she frequents, run by the very unpleasant and very clumsy Gumble Durkinmeyer the third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you actually tried to make it difficult for us yeah. to shop, yeah. but we did it yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was an actual fan of the podcast. Our first one that just took 70 episodes. Durkenmeyer, Durkenmeyer. Yes, Durkenmeyer. Durkenmeyer. Colleen Glenn or at Poldra10. Thank you very much for the suggestion to yes. add in Gumble Durkenmeyer Third. Yes. Woo-woo. Thank you for that shopping speed bump. She could have wrote that this guy was a super pleasant merchant, yeah. and then you guys could have had this a lovely is time. Clearly, a fan that knows we love to shop <laughs> yeah. and wanted to keep this us. This is a cry as as for us to yeah. stop shopping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we don't get it, and we're just gonna be like, we want more of this. Before you guys left, TV disguised himself in the form of a Durgar dwarf. He was able to use that form to get a better deal. The party got a number of new items, but the only one that really was interesting was the uh, hat that TV was able to locate. The hat did not have any magical properties. It was a former pickup artist hat. Describe the hat again. It was like a like a half top hat with like steampunk goggles on it or in yeah. a feather. No, out that sounds the, that sounds purple. better. Tiger stripes gives a plus. I like that with a leopard band around it. Yeah. After they left the store, they met Lothario's baby brother, Joe Thario, and that is where we're going to pick up with the party. (laughs) Okay. You guys were in that store for quite a long time. The bars are only open for twelve more hours. I've been wanting to take you out. Mother gave us 30 gold a few episodes back. I want us to go partying, but you guys got distracted, killing Warforged, things like What in the fourth wall do you mean a few episodes back? <laughs> <laughs> that is a colloquial term we use down here for hours. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I, I promise you we'd hang out. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously down to drink with my brother. Yeah. How's it going? You guys want to come? 30 gold. Come Definitely. Yeah. We, got, we, got, we got at least two drinks with that 30 gold. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> All right, then. But eventually, we got to figure out what the deal is with these blue glowing veins. And I, uh, we there's something about this. We got to go back in the sewers and discover the cradle of balls. Bring, if you bring would, up the turtles again. Somehow, the dumbest <laughs> member of our party is the smartest. <laughs> no, I just, you know, exposition's fine. But, you know, we just got to get to them plot points a little bit faster. I You're think, right. We're mostly shopping. I think someone's going to need to explain to me about these uh, balls and how the, there's blue okay, lines. So, okay. All right. You know how when you see, well, okay, there are these balls, right? And they, they, they uh, he's got some sort of uh, headquarters down in the sewers. And right now we just uh, sort of colloquially calling it the cradle of ball. And, and then there's so, also um, this the shaft, this the sewer shaft. I can't believe we've been spending all this time on the shaft and forgetting about ball. Hey, you can't neglect the ball. So am I gonna use my jelly hand or what? I think that it will come in. Uh, it'll come in hand. I've, I would give Gertrude advantage on any cradling checks. It seems like <laughs> something in her past. That... Thank you. But there is a lighter on that finger too. I don't have to <laughs> activate it unless he wants it. Uh, Wait till we get to the cradling part, then. Sometimes it's fun to add a little danger. This sounds amazing. I cannot wait to become an inventor of my own, just like my older brother Lothario. Your adventures sound so fun and sexual at the same time. Well, there's a lot of blue glowing veins, you know. Oh, yes, the power lines. It exists all over the sewer, yes. Uh, I don't think we should should forego going to the bars then and start investigating? I wouldn't mind It, it is a rather fo- late. I would imagine you guys might be getting points of exhaustion soon uh, <laughs> if you do not uh, rest. That's right. How very meta of you. <laughs> well, I guess we'll uh, take a drink and a rest and then we'll get back to it. 
Excellent. Please, come to my favorite place. I have only turned 21 not that long ago, so I've only been drinking for seven years. But let me show you my favorite place down here. <laughs> don't tell me it's a tilted kilt, because I don't I want to I thought he was there. still 12. Oh, wait, that's the other one. You have, have too many brothers. brothers. There's a lot of brothers. Yeah. Please, follow me to the drowned cat. The drowned um, cat? I was going to go to the alchemy lab that your mother spoke of. Ah, yes, that is right. I believe Anton was going to take you to the alchemy lab. Okay, I'll, I'll follow you there so I know where I am. TV doesn't need to sleep. Joe Thario gives a distinct whistle. Good R2-D2 right there. <laughs> <laughs> R2-D2 getting shot by a direct laser beam is the thought that goes in my head whenever I see a nice butt. Yeah, yeah, I told you, yeah. You can cut this out. <laughs> no, no, that stays. This is, this is canon. That was it's Lothario. Oh, yeah, that's Lothario speaking. That was 100% yeah. character, right, guys? <laughs> the music of Sir Mixlock finally <laughs> makes sense to me now. After a few seconds, Anton appears quietly. Are you ready to go to the alchemy lab now, mate? Um, yes. Anton says, follow me. And so Anton takes off. I assume Tifi follows. Nope, Tifi. Uh, no, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so the party splits up. Anton takes Tifi to uh, goes to see the alchemist in Des Moines, <laughs> and Joe Thario takes the rest of the party to his favorite drinking joint, the Drowned Cat. Mm. Now, being that Joe Thario is twenty-one. He's going to a bar that suits his style. This bar is very much more like a club you would go to when mm-hmm. you're younger. There's a bouncer and a long line of thieves and other criminals. Joe Thario, because he is practically royalty down here, he is the son of the head of the Thieves Guild, one of the sons. You guys all get waved through. Joe Thario points to all of you. The new bouncer even kind of nods at Lothario. You guys enter this club kind of a steampunky medieval techno music. Gears are working instruments that are blowing a horn on command. It's kind of like an automated version of the Dick Van Dyke one-man band. The music that's coming out. I, see, I, I had techno in my head a second ago, and now you're, after you describing that, I'm like listening to, I'm imagining like Weird Al doing like the Matrix soundtrack, but like on a harpsichord or playing the polka or something. I do. A harpsichord is certainly in playing techno riffs. Uh, doing Rob Zombie's Dragula, yeah. but, I, but like yeah. on an accordion. You hear the sound? Storm, but it's like on a harpsichord. Of all the young people in this club, this is this is certainly a place. This is like Tijuana, yeah. Uh, where this is where younger thieves, uh, rogues, uh, criminals, ne'er do wells, or just even cool nobles from up top who know where the party's at uh, <laughs> go to try to get their fuck on. Uh, I hate this place. <laughs> it's, like, it's like dads. Exactly. All of you who are above the age of 25 immediately hate this place. <laughs> Except for Chud, because yeah. he loves a good rave. So I just immediately start raving, because I'm a real kind of yeah. crunchy guy, and I'm into it. So. No, Gonk's uh, probably a fan. Uh, Gonk is just, no, well, Gonk is just like, this place is for grown-ups. I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> this is gross. Are you please? They have the. Uh, they make the best uh, strong drinks here. What do you drink? Uh, do you do you guys have a uh, goblin wine or gob- a goblin merlot, perhaps? Oh, of course, we have goblin. Just merlot. take any swill, just throw it in a bucket and throw and toss a jellyfish in it. I'll drink it. You sure you want the goblin merlot? They have the finest of uh, dwarven ales and whiskeys. No, I, I don't drink spicy food. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, the Goblin Moreau. I'll tell you what, everybody else just want a uh, uh, titlicker ales. Do you have chicken wine? Y'all got white claw. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I believe, uh, tall lady, we could have uh, ch- chicken wine. I feel like um, Kevin would have something to say about the name of this venue. Yeah. Um, 
of like, did he did he drown in milk? Was yeah. it Wait, what's the name of it called? Drowned cat. Drowned cat. Is the cat going to be okay? <laughs> <laughs> I think he just means he's drunk. So I'd like to know if y'all sell white claws, because you know I need I need a low carb beverage, and I'm about to dance, y'all. And then I, I like uh, conjure up a couple glow sticks and like put them on my forehead and. And uh, I get I get busy. Finally, a real gameplay way to use prestidigitation. That is that is for light effects. You can you can create some lights. You could be king of the rave. I do that. I become king of the rave. Uh, when you mention White Claw, by the way, there's like you, you know, there's a couple of rogues behind you who are like Claws the law, bro. <laughs> they hold up their claws and chug them. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we're drinking our claws. So these are just claw. like college okay. drinks circa 2001. Is that what yeah. these? Okay, yeah. so I'll take yeah. a Red Bull and vodka. Now, yeah. Joe Thario takes everybody's drink order. He goes to the bar. I'm dancing. Roll me a performance check. Well, I don't know if you're going to like this, but I rolled me a 18 in performance. 17 plus 1. Chud is killing it. His robot moves in sync with the music. His tall, lanky, furball body is actually an advantage out here on the dance floor. Each of his joints is moving independently of one another. Nice. Uh, are are the people DJ's like, like beef? It's what's for dinner yeah. and on the dance floor. <laughs> As a matter of fact, a young elven gentleman who was king of the dance floor before this takes notice. Elvin Presley? And clears the dance floor in front of you. Looks like it's time for a dance battle, y'all! Yes, yeah, So I can reach up to about like 10 feet in the in the ceiling, right? In the, in the uh, I'm about seven and a half feet tall. Yeah, you can I guess reach. I reach. So I reach up and I just like kind of move one of the planks and I go, I'm raising the roof! I hate it. Gives like one nod. Solid, solid. <laughs> Okay. He rolled an eight. This guy clears the floor, is nodding. Once people make way, he, he gets ready to spin his body as if he's going to break dance to, mm-hmm. to start kicking those legs out. He does it, but it's a little off. You could tell his, his approach is wrong. It's a little off. He gets up after a few seconds of doing this. He lost momentum early, shakes his head, but points to you and says, your turn, beat that. Okay. I uh, I don't know if this is prestidigitation or disguise self, but like I do that thing there where Travolta like points up at the ceiling like this and then lights the disco ball up real good. And then I want to change my outfit to that full white and black with the white vest, the full Saturday Night yes. Fever. All right. And with the platform shoes. Roll me uh, another performance check. We're going to see how okay. well this see round of we dance off goes. Oh my gosh, you're going to hate this. 19 plus one, that's a 20, my friend. Chud confidently smiles and nods his head to the beat of the background music going on behind him. He turns his back on his enemy slowly. <laughs> And when he turns back around, snaps his fingers, his outfit, which looked like a Sam Elliott dressed in moss awesome. armor, yeah. turns into a white leather outfit, very reminiscent of a pleather outfit, very reminiscent of John Travolta from Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. He immediately puts his left hand on his hip, his right hand points out at a 45 degree angle up towards yes. the sky. As soon as he does so, an explosion of light is pressed to digitated a few feet from his fingers on cue with the drum beat. Uh, after that, he begins doing um, a variety of retro dances to include the hustle, yes. all with precise timing, working it. His bell bottoms are swaying with each movement. I can't tell by the way I move my foot. I'm a woman man, and I'm time to time. These kids are getting exposed to disco, and they love it, through nice. Ambassador Chud Bingsley. I love it. Donk is just like, he is wasted on adventuring. <laughs> this is almost better than shopping, y'all. Yeah. Uh, Chud is a much older individual. He's a he's he's not old, but he likes to party. But these kids mm-hmm. are digging what Chud is, what this old man is throwing down. Nice. The elf across from him looks a little nervous. He knows he now has to put up or shut up. 
Let's see what he can do. He rolled even worse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the elf tries to do something really big. He gets up on a table, starts moving his hips, and then when the time comes, he attempts to do a backflip, but when he does, he ends up pushing too hard. The table flips out from under him. He ends up doing a belly flop, doing no real damage to himself, except for his pride. <laughs> Immediately, everybody closes the circle on this elf and goes over and starts dancing around Chud, who's now king of the dance floor. Oh, I love it. Oh, oh no, he got enemy. served. So at that point, I, I want to do one more uh, cast a spell to disguise if I can and just uh, change into the outfit uh, of uh, Thriller. And I want to try to see if I can get the whole crowd to do that zombie dance from Thriller. I'll roll for the crowd. We'll okay. see how well they, they take to your dance. I hope this is like the prison video that went Ooh, viral. I only rolled ago. a 12 that time. They rolled a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> the audience just stares at you. What the hell kind of dance is that, old man? <laughs> well, you're still super cool, but like, I liked your old dancing better. <laughs> that too was really young. No? Even in... Even in this dimension, they got some problems with Michael Jackson, apparently. <laughs> uh, some people just know. I quickly uh, change outfits out of my yeah. Michael Jackson garb back into uh, a, my regular chud moss, and I uh, and I basically just try to get down one last time with some real crunchy moves. Go ahead and roll me for it. This is going to determine how how well you do for the rest of the night. Oof, eight. Chud, I'm going to say that all those moves hurt your back. You're just not able to, to move as well, but I mean... <laughs> With an eight performance, I mean, that's not terrible. You're still moving with the beat, yeah. and you've impressed enough people. About, like, two and a half songs later, he feels like just a cold, scaly hand patting his shoulder going, Come on, man, them turds ain't going to wade through themselves. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what happened was I ran out of Molly. Is that? Oh, I see. Yeah, I was doing real good for that first couple you songs. You looking to skull soon? Yeah, I'd love to. Maybe it'll get me a... Immediately after saying that, a... A uh, young gnomish man on the dance floor turns around. Word on the street is you looking for some molly all day. <laughs> we call them a Cheshire cat in the business. They just appear with the shit you need. He's like, what are you looking for? Ketamine, ecstasy, acid, weed, molly. You just molly. see the smile yeah, forming. Just fucking the teeth <laughs> fucking shining across the dance floor gliding towards you. The name's Angus Tinklesprocket. <laughs> if you want molly or... Angus Tinklesprocket? Tinkle Tinklesprocket. Tinklesprocket. Careful, Tinkle that's our word. Do you know Tevin Tinklesprocket? You, you, you know my cousin, Tevin Tinklesprocket? <laughs> I, think, I, th I think I ran into him a couple times. Yeah, yeah, he's got some good stuff. Yeah, I'm going to need some. Yeah, yeah, he, for, uh, my mother always loved him because he dealt better Molly. <laughs> my dance moves are, are, are really deteriorating quick. So, yeah, I, I got uh, I probably got a couple gold pieces left if you want to. That's what I'm gonna call it every time I'm like drunk and peeing in the morning and it's like missing. I gotta take an Angus Tinkle Sprocket. <laughs> a little Tinkle Sprocket over here. I thought it was right up there with Mercutio so, and King Boris. So you're just looking for some Molly? I got some giant cocaine that's been making its way around. Oh, I hear dang. it's a bit hot. I'd, I'd stay away. But, uh, you know, that's kind of a thrill, right? I think we're good on that. We, get, we know a guy. Yeah. Yeah, we, we know a couple people on that one. But, no, we're good. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to stay up all night. I'm going to have to take a long yeah, rest. got to so, slow down. Yeah. Maybe just a little uh, light ecstasy. Just to take the edge off. <laughs> just to take the edge off. You get the straight molly that isn't cut with the, uh, what's it what's called? What's better? The just, oh, okay, yeah. It won't keep you up. You'll just have the... Can't you got uh -huh. any meth-free molly? Yeah. Just straight MDMA? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a bit more pricey. Okay, that's going to be... You got five gold on you? I, this yeah, is from list. You want the top grade stuff? I hope it's good. Oh, yeah, it's, all right. It's good. Here you go. We allowed to just do this in the middle of the dance floor? <laughs> well, you and I are having a talk on the dance floor. It's loud in here. All right. Well, luckily, if anything goes wrong, I'm going to turn invisible and bail on you. <laughs> but here you go. 
I, I can still hear you guys over the music, and I'm off the dance floor. But just so you know, I'm like down for another. <laughs> if you want to add five gold to it, I'll grab one. Has Chud, yeah. has Chud like pressed to digitating the words in light? <laughs> like the uh, closed caption? <laughs> yeah. It's like, how much for the drugs? <laughs> Skyrided. Uh, no, I say, I'll, I'll buy enough for everybody. He does that sly drug dealer handshake, the bags in his fingers. Pleasure doing business. Nice meeting you, mister. I just wanted to congratulate you on them dance moves out there. Them was impressive. And well, your thank hand. you. I appreciate that. At the end there, I kind of... Throughout my hip and my sacroiliac, but I'm all right now. Well, I think uh, what I just gave you will be helping with the pain. I'm gonna rub it right on my hip. All damn. <laughs> Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And then I just keep dancing. And I, I, when I meet up with these guys, I, I want to hand them all out. I got Molly for trying. Hopefully, bought it enough for everybody. Okay, everybody has Molly. What's everybody else doing? Taking Donk Molly. Slaps it out of his hand <laughs> and says, "Look, I, I thought I knew you, Chud." Why is why, you could you before before all this happened? You was just a a, a young naive uh, cow man just wandering through uh, Duke's Court and, and in this case Des Moines. Some kind of cowboy. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, just, you never seen me at a rave before, no. Gone. You was you was been absolutely uh, seduced by this rock and roll lifestyle, and I, <laughs> I, I thought. It's gonna come to a sticky end one of these days. Well, you know, I worry for you. Don't worry, it's all good. I appreciate the warning coming from a man with a sign on his back that says "Hang me," but <laughs> but you're right. I'll stay away from the Molly. Uh, you stay away from murdering people. Uh, all right, then. Joe Thario gives all of you your drinks. Thanks, Joe Thario. My pleasure. I said I wanted a jellyfish in this one. Sheesh. He looks at the bartender. The bartender just gives him a look like, we didn't, what, what the fuck does he want? There's no jellyfish. <laughs> just do your bit. Just hawk a loogie in or something. Ooh. Jothario <laughs> gladly just. <laughs> if it ain't swirl, I can't drink it. You need more confidence, Conk. You need to right, believe in fine. yourself. I'm so real sorry about that. I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to get more confidence. I roll to get confidence. Uh, Gertrude's going to go over to Chud. So, uh, Chuddy. What's yeah. Up? Crude, how are you? I'm all right, but how are you? I saw you cutting out a rug out there, and I did. You I look did. a little stiff. Maybe you can need some help uh, limbering up and yes. stretching your legs after that. I session. could use help with that. Absolutely. Oh, I can definitely. My hand is talented when it comes to helping people relieve tension. That weird jelly hand? Yes. Oh, all right. Well, I kind of got a phobia of that hand, but um, you mean you're gonna help me work out my? My stiffness when I hurt my hip over I'll, there. I'll help you. All right, here's some Molly. I don't want Molly. Oh my good. Can I have her Molly? Yeah, I'll give it to. <laughs> have du- two Molly? Yeah. Does she have a sister? Yeah, her name's also Molly. Her mm-hmm. parents suck. <laughs> Should we roll to see if Malison does Molly? Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay, roll a d4. We already e- know it's going to be a yes. Even Molly, odd no Molly. <laughs> If she, if she rolls high, can we all yes, do her voice? Odd no. For yes. the rest of the episode? Uh, the answer is no. Uh, now, Lothar, are you doing all the unused Molly? I'm doing the difference. Yeah, whatever, whatever, aside from mine. I guess we'll just split it, you and I. All right. 20. Go ahead and give me a... <laughs> go ahead and give, I, I rolled 20 you Molly. 20 Molly. You rolled a I 20 mean, on Molly. I rolled 20 it. on taking it. So do I sit on it while I gum some of it, while I inject some of it? How See, uh, the way I would do it is if it's a constitution check, and if you roll that high, I would say you handled your Molly really well. Okay, well then that means but, I, I'm a fun Molly trip. Okay. <laughs> Should uh, I do one of those too? Yeah. do 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 because you guys took a fuck ton of Molly. So. And this is what now? Constitution, saving throw. Well, I rolled a 16. 
Oh. Uh, and I have a plus one, so it's 17. Lothario and Chud, despite the heavy dose they just took, are actually handling it pretty well. They've, they're actually being very social, surprisingly. Lothario is no stranger to uh, rubbing up on ladies and ladies rubbing up on him, but surprisingly, Chud is in a place where, where he's impressed enough people and he's met enough <laughs> young 21-year-olds doing Molly on the dance floor. You can see Chud grinding while he's prestidigitating lights all around him. Yeah. Like in his hand, he's doing like the globe move <laughs> in his hand. Because I'm on Molly, I'm like touching my own moss vest. Like, mm, it's so soft and sensual. <laughs> Three other people have a hand on his moss yeah. vest. Just rubbing their Touch hand up and down. Touch my moss, everybody. <laughs> Meanwhile, Gertrude's at the bar like, he finally said yes, and he ran away from me. <laughs> I'm with Gertrude. Like, uh, Gonk is trying to, like, carve how he f- his feelings into the bar top using his fingernail. <laughs> and he's, he's trying to figure out some way of articulating uh, what's going on in the best, almost famous, like, style he, that he can. He's putting me through too many changes. I just want my interview. <laughs> Gertrude, at that point, your stone of far speech starts to go off. Oh, excuse me for a minute here. I'm going to step aside and take this. What? <laughs> <laughs> I said I'm going to take this outside. <laughs> The music kind of stops. It's still Sandstorm (laughs) 20 minutes later. It's hard to hear. I think the DJ's dead. Mystery. (laughs) She's on repeat. Uh, So Gertrude goes outside. So about about an hour in, there's going to be an audio check. Uh, Hello. Gertrude, I must say, I am surprised to hear you on the other line. I've tried contacting you. Uh, I believe we had uh, uh, something scheduled last night. Oh, hey, uh, sorry, remind me, which Frenchie is this? <laughs> I believe you would call me French Gallagher. Uh, this reference is lost on me. If you hear any noise in the background, that is me crushing fruit. Ah, yes, my mon chéri, hello. I must say, the thought that the others might have, uh, how you say, discovered our little deal, our conversation, or the, the fact that we were talking to one another. Now your secret's still safe with me. I just got a little, uh... Inconvenienced last night. Uh, please tell me what happened. Oh, you know, just uh, the usual. I was out. We were trying to scam some people. I got kidnapped and taken to the sewers. But it's it's no big deal. Ah, uh, you see, I had assumed the worst. I had assumed that your party had uh, betrayed you uh, because you had the wisdom to uh, choose the right side, let us say. I mean... I do feel a little betrayed today because they, they took the time coming to get me, but, you know, they're, well, they're idiots. Upon finding out that my number one spy inside of Gertrude Dudes was uh, compromised, I perhaps did some things. I think that your friend uh, uh, Madison will be having some trouble with her ship. I think the local constable might have found some information implicating her in the, uh, how you say, an outbreak of giant cocaine. What? No way! Oh, <laughs> Oh, you're playing coy. I had assumed that uh, I would have to do things to limit uh, Gertrude's dude's freedoms, but uh, now that I know you are okay, maybe I can make some of these things go away. Okay, and uh, maybe we can finalize that rendezvous we were supposed to have. Ah, yes. I'm I'm so very busy right now. Uh, Tell me, what if uh, we just plan to meet up in a week and you could just tell me everything you know and I will... uh, Take you out for dinner or something. Oh, you're gonna <laughs> wine and dine me, okay. Why does this have to be sexual? <laughs> there was nothing sexual about wine and dine, it's just having a good meal with, with drinks and then I go have sex with 
Yes, very interested. Uh, I have never had an asset that I felt like I was the honeypot. Well, uh, this ass is really a honeypot. Oh, ka-ching. <sighs> All right, a week from now, I will contact you back. If I do not hear back from you, I will, uh, how you say, uh, avenge those who have betrayed their captain. How? That, that turns me on a little. Is there anything I could do for you in the meantime? Anything that would uh, perhaps uh, help uh, cement our uh, professional relationship? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got pictures on your phone? Send, I, me, uh, send me something to remember you by. I, I'm... Oh, oh hey, uh, I, guys, I'm sorry. My roommate just came home. I have to get off uh, the phone. It is, uh, hey, bro, uh, you going out tonight? Oh, I'm sorry. We, we're going out tonight. We must go. Well, you just let me know when you're back, sugar, anytime. Uh, absolutely. Cannot wait to talk to sugar. But <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, hey, before you go, can I send you some pics? You cannot send pics on the Rocky Talkie. You got an address for a carrier pigeon? I'll get you some yes. more Polaroids. Can we have Kevin come up to her? Who are you talking to? I can't do Listen. it. Listen. <laughs> good, good. Um, good. Hammer. I would love it if you were to send me pictures, but you know what I find really hot? Is when you uh, send me some sort of uh, sketch, nude uh, sketch with nudity, but with a lot of intel about you guys' location, what you're doing, oh. uh, perhaps uh, affiliations, perhaps uh, ways to get into the thieves' guild. Uh, so you want me to draw me like one of your French girls, okay? <laughs> Just send it to the Black Order. Just tell any of the local carrier pigeons <laughs> or ravens that the Black Order they will know to bring it straight to me. I'll send that, but make sure you clear the rest of your afternoon. <sighs> Can't do. And the call-ins. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Gertrude turns around to see Kevin. She doesn't know how long he was there. Oh, uh, Kevin, how long were you standing there for? The whole time. The whole time. Well, Kevin, I, uh, you see, when a woman is as beautiful as I am, men just naturally flock to her. And I, to die. No, yes. not to we die. Know, no. We, we uh, to, to wine and dine, yes. They are amused by me. They want to woo me. To I wine just, and die? I, yes. I have multiple men I must manage. Was that last man, who tried, the one who took you and tried to kill you, no, was no. he a lover as well? No, no, he's just an idiot. Why did he want to kill you? Listen, we don't really need to get into specifics now, do we? You just, like, you kill one man and suddenly all of his friends are out for vengeance. That other Kevin, wasn't, that wasn't quite as good, <laughs> was played by Damien Mercado. <laughs> There's so many Kevin. I'm the less good Kevin. That man on the other end of your walkie-talkie, he sounded like that man who hated fruit that gave us a carriage ride not long ago. I'm a third Kevin. <laughs> and my hammer. You, you can back off. There's, there's way too many there's Kevins a lot in of here. Kevin. I think I drank too much. Did you guys put Molly in my drink even after I said <laughs> we no? We get in my hammer. There's <laughs> we opened a book full of Kevins. Plot <laughs> <laughs> twist. No, really. Why did that man try to kill you? I could tell you something about my past. Well, Kevin, you promised to keep it between us. I don't all six of them. Just all of us. <laughs> all no, just that, Kevin. Kevin. My secrets are mine and mine alone. Kevin, what I Kevin. share with you, it just stays roll, between roll, you, roll, me, roll, and, roll, and roll, these hallucinations roll, I'm having. 
While you were gone, Kevin entered a multiplicity-like situation. Since you've it's been like one of those hey, rooms Kevin. full of... <laughs> I've been here the whole time. We've all been listening. I'm yeah. goth Kevin. I'm Morrissey Kevin. This won't be a problem for the fans listening at all. I'm the smart Kevin. I apologize to the six of you. Uh, my hammer apologizes as well. It's like being stuck in one of those rooms where it's just mirrors. This is the episode where Gertrude finds out she's schizophrenic and that <laughs> there never was a Kevin. <laughs> oh, shit. This is a figment of her imagination. I promise not to tell anybody but the Kevins in this room. This room outside in an open alleyway. Okay. I might also tell Gallo. Who's Gallo? <laughs> never mind. Okay, well, you know, listen, Kevin. I did some things in my past I'm not really too proud of, but... I was married to this guy, and he wasn't so good to me, and maybe somehow some peanut butter ended up in his food, and he just happened to have a really severe allergic reaction to that peanut butter, and his throat closed up, and he died, and some people are a little upset about the fact that he's dead. Have you committed any other murders based on food paste? Who said it was murder? I said it was an accident. I said it was murder me, the, the, the best Kevin. Okay, well, Kevin, I think you need to go... Look up the definition right. of murder. And I'm hammered. <laughs> I'm not a murderer, per se. I just, you know, I, I made I made a cooking error. Are you lying? Because if so, you need to roll a deception check. Um, I'm not lying, but I'm not telling the full truth. I'm not giving you, like, all the details. Okay. I don't know Kevin's stats, but he rolled a five, so he believes you. I rolled a 12. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. And now something about me, about my past that you didn't know. This isn't my hammer. <laughs> this isn't really my I hammer. I hate Mondays. <laughs> Lasagna's wonderful. Odie got into my food again. <laughs> Damn it, Odie. I suspect that my order didn't like me very much. I think you and I have more in common than we realize, Kevin. I too have killed, you know, a monster. And, and sometimes people judge me for that. Please don't hit on me. I don't find you attractive. I'm not doing that, Kevin. I'm trying to actually have a decent moment with you. Maybe we could be friends. Imagine if all your friends just told you they didn't find you attractive. <laughs> also, fuck you. <laughs> it's like, dude, we're just going out for drinks. Like, shit, chill. <laughs> that means if you're sticking around, you'll like me for who I am. I don't want to commit to any character changes because of... <laughs> to anything on the plot. But I want to, I do want to say that... Although I might feel very different next week when I sound different. <laughs> but I too appreciate your friendship, Gertrude. I'm sorry that I insult you so frequently. I am very certain that my opinion will change drastically next week. Well, that was very <laughs> sweet. Thank this you. week. <laughs> I understand you have a persona. You gotta keep up with the other guys. Oh, it's not about the other guys. I just find you revolting. Next week. That so. was a solid day. No, but yeah. like only on, like on a physical level. No, there's nothing to do with your personality, which I also dislike. Well, Kevin, this has been great. <laughs> I am going back inside to drink heavily. Thank you. He puts his arms out for a hug. What are you doing? Going inside now. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the sun. <laughs> Anton takes TP uh, to the other side of the shadow city of Des Moines. Ah, thank you, Anton, for guiding me to the alchemy lab. So you've known um, Lothario for a very long time. Aye, that's right, mate. 
he's my best mate, my best friend, but I think I kind of was his older brother or perhaps not a father figure, but such maybe like a cool uncle figure to the man. Aren't you like the same age? Well, comparatively, but halflings live much longer than humans, so... Oh, oh yes, okay. I, I mean, like, we are comparatively... Keep in mind that this was 14, he didn't really have anybody, his mother was always gone. He really had no supervision, he was getting in trouble. Not in the good kind of fun trouble, kind of mischievous kind that might take you down a darker path than just me merely being a rogue or a thief. Oh, I never had a mom. Well, I figured you were a Warforge, mate. Well, I'll tell you what, you had to have somebody to be able to, right? Yes, that was my creator, Aaron. Aaron, <laughs> bit of a weird name. Were you close with him? Was there a, a father-son type relationship with you? Um, not really. I mean, he created me, but then we just worked on projects until he disappeared one day when I was three. He left a wee old baby TV. Well, I mean, I was full operational capacity, so I'm kind of like a grown-up always, but also not. We're, we're, uh, were you a bit more like a servant, a work partner? What would you describe your relationship with the man, with this Aaron fellow? Well, that was before I had emotions, so it was just like I, I wanted to do stuff, but I don't know. What's it like to have a parent or... It's usually just the person who messes you up. You're asking a thief. Nobody ever becomes a thief because they had a great childhood or had great parents or something. Look at Lothario. Right. Hmm. But you're, 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 you might be asking the wrong for the wrong fella. Anybody down here that you meet in Des Moines probably won't be the best person to be getting parenting advice from. I haven't met anyone with good parents yet. <laughs> we only give you advice long enough to distract you so we can pick your pockets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking at your friend. You seem to have some honest folk. I'm willing to bet that that gonk fellow probably has some decent parents. I don't know much about turtles, though. Well, I haven't just barely met him, so I don't know much about him yet. Um, but, um... Other than that, Gertrude seems like she had an awful childhood, and uh, Lothario definitely. Um, Kevin's oh. never spoken. I, I figure that anyone that hasn't spoken of their parents at all probably didn't really much care for them. The thing with the living people is, as they get older, they need to learn to find ways to better themselves, better better the situation that was thrust upon them either by parents or perhaps by a society that be hate and soul awakened warforged, am I right? Well, they hate all Warforged, not just Soul Awakened. They actually don't understand the difference. People have no problem with Warforged because they look at them, I mean, and I'll be my own self-included, we look at them as machines. Like, I wouldn't hate a Warforged any more than I'd hate a crossbow. I guess it just confuses them when I don't act like other Warforged. People don't like to think much. Thinking makes people uncomfortable. You you know what happened to many of the Awakened Warforged of the past. We're used to commit terrible acts of violence, mate. The Awakened Warforged, I don't know much about them. I just know that if I ever saw one, for most, just the legend was that uh, one could lay waste to an entire town. You guys just came out of the womb, basically, as killing machines. And not many people here have seen a Soul Awakened Warforged. Perhaps you could be out there correcting the truth of the matter. What we all hear is that we should see and run. You could be a woke Warforged. Oh, well, I didn't know anything about that. Um, Roll a history check. That is a 20... Two. You've heard rumors, just overhearing people talk throughout the years after you were free, people telling stories to their children, perhaps, while you were in a bar, disguised as, you know, if kids weren't good, if they didn't do things right, uh, the soul infused Warforge would come and wipe out the town. Or treat the servant Warforges with respect, because they say that boys and girls who don't take care of their Warforges will have a soul infused Warforge come and kill them in their sleep. Okay. I mean, I heard tales, but I didn't know the historical accuracy of such tellings. Um, 
I've only been with people for like one year. People grow fast. I mean, if I didn't see you with my mate Lothario, I'd probably be a lot more cautious with you. I might have a shoot first, ask questions later mentality. I that mean, probably wouldn't go well for you, but yes. I don't think it would either, mate. I probably would have a, a flight mentality. Believe it or not, us halflings don't uh, survive very long by picking fights when we can avoid it. Well, um, I better get to my studies. Uh, it was good getting to get a little insight on fleshling creatures. It's good to see you too, mate. This was a very educational talk for me. Uh, here we are, just going that door there. And before we go, I just wanted to say thank you for keeping an eye on uh, me mate Lothario. He's one of the better ones. That's uh, what my racist uncle yeah. says. <laughs> oh, she's one of the good ones. Uh. <laughs> he's, he's one of the, my least stupid party members. Well, I believe it not. Amongst us thieves, I think he's one of the better ones, too. Oh. Your oh, rocky I just meant in my party. Can I say that his rocky talkie is uh, ringing now? <laughs> yes. Hey, TV, how you doing? It's me. Hold on. Let me, let me leave the party here. Uh, it's me, Gonk. I just wanted to double check on you. We wouldn't want a repeat of the <clears throat> Gertrude accident, as we like to call it. Uh, wh- wh- are you doing all right? Um, yes. Uh, and hopefully I'm a little bit better at avoiding being captured. I have quite a list of spells that will help me get out of situations. I oh, I, do- I totally believe in you, TV 100%. I just want to make but- sure that you knew that I was uh, thinking of you and that I care about you and that uh, I wanted to make sure that you was taken care of in case you thought that we had forgotten you. We haven't. Um, no. Um, all right, I'm, good. I'm, did, did you, you see that in uh, in your pa- on your pouch there that sometimes you keep uh, your uh, alphabetically uh, oriented and organized uh, alchemy tools that I, I tucked you in there a little jellyfish and peanut butter sandwich. I don't eat, but thank well, you. Well, if so much. if it's something smells rank, it's because there's a little snack and that I, I put you in there for you. You don't even eat human food, huh? Hold on, I need to turn off my emotions again. Um. <laughs> That's okay. I love you. Just want to check in with you. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, uh, this is me, Gonk, signing off. You're so cute, but frustrating. <laughs> I love you, too. He, like, gives himself a fist pump wherever he is. He's like, yeah! <laughs> TV, you approach the door. This is a very nondescript. You can't read Thieves Can't. I what? You can't read Thieves Can't. Thieves Can't what? <laughs> You can tell from some of these illustrations that there is certainly a sign of warning. Beyond this door, be careful what you touch. Mm-hmm. Things aren't safe. I'm, I'm good enough with language to get that feeling yeah. off of them. It's the only time this can ever be said. Des Moines is kind of a poppin' city, this Des Moines. But the place that Anton took you to is certainly a more calm version of the city. In fact, like this might be the more learned portion of the city. And this isn't a very big part of Des Moines. But the Alchemist Lab, you can see very close to it, an adjacent door. This is where the library would be. It is closed now at the hours of operation. Damn it. Aren't there. <laughs> I said there wasn't a tinkering lab, but there is a workshop. It doesn't have a lot of tools in it. It's very sparse, mm-hmm. but uh, it is a own, space. I have my own uh, every other tool. Well, there's no that, forge and stuff yeah. like that. Like, Should I knock or should you? or what? Anton left. Oh, <laughs> I'm talking to myself again. Um. A human comes to the door. Uh, I quickly remember to turn myself into regular Teefee, not Warforged, but uh, just bald, baldy Teefee, so I don't have to think about keeping that up. Okay. 
Uh, you open up the door and an older human male is, is in front of you. He has gray hair, a gray beard. And a matter of fact, his hair looks a little bit like Doc Emmett Brown. It's wild in the back, that typical mad scientist look. But he also has a gray beard, a gray mustache. He's wearing goggles that uh, have its share of burn marks on the lenses. He's dressed in a heavy leather apron. Mm-hmm. He has thick rubber gloves on his hand. Yes, who, who is this? Hello, I'm Artificarian. I've been um, given permission to use your uh, space here, I believe. Permission? Permission from who? Madam uh, Della Puga. Oh, I see. Right right this way. Uh, my name is Leon, Leon Finks. I assume she gave you carte blanche to use my laboratory? Uh, y- yes, I'm uh, f- uh, an associate of uh, Lothario. That troublemaker, I haven't seen him in some time. Um, he's, he seems to be doing well. Well, that's... Cuts to him just grinding on the dance floor still, <laughs> eyes rolling back into that... Ah, everyone. I don't know. I don't know that many yes. club songs. He's uh, a rather proficient rogue. What can I help you with, Mr. Arthurian? Artificarian. Artificarian. Like, like an artificer. Please, Arthurian was my father. Yeah. <laughs> just call me Teefy. All right, Mr. Teefy. Uh, I will show you around my lab. Um, thank you. Yes. Uh, well, I'm trying to... Uh, test this substance here a little bit first of all and then I had some other um, minor experiments to uh, take part in do you pull out the vial what would you take it of the blue um, the blue sample that I took the blue okay. vein sample uh, as soon as you pull that out you you were able to get a sample um yes well there was a, a battle that happened near the veins and um, we uh, yeah the, I was able to um, uh, capture this splinter. Th- this is incredible. May I see it? And he puts his hand up. Um, th- uh, I'm sorry, but I'm not sure how... I've had people almost drop stuff before, and I'm very uh, particular. Can, do, you, do you mind if I set it up in the alchemo- alchemy stand and have you look at it that way? Absolutely. I have been looking to get my hands on this for a long time. The, the, I have not been able to remove any of the samples from the lights outside, because every time I do, the, the sample uh, is contaminated. It, it, it shrivels up in the jar. But you somehow have gotten a sample that has not. This is fascinating. Did you use any special technique? Um, I, it was just, um, well, if I remember correctly, there's just a large explosion, um, at the end of the battle, and it left one of the lines, uh, fractured, and, um, some of it fell out, and I just picked it up quickly. So this is from the big line, the one that's been killing thieves who have approached, the the one that was guarded by the Warforged. Oh, yes, that was the battle. We killed the Warforged. I knew it. I knew those ones were different from the other ones. The ones that power the lights outside. And every time I take a sample, it dies. Here's my equipment up here. He shows you to his alchemy lab. There's a number of various bubbling fluids. He has a rack with a bunch of different regents. You see a couple creatures in jars. Um, Jar of pickles. Um, oh, would, <laughs> uh, would you like a pickle? I, I like them extra briny. Oh, um, I just ate. With his rubber gloves, he unscrews the jar, pulls out a pickle, and just starts munching on it uh, as he shows you all the equipment. Uh, if he kind of side-eyes him for eating in a lab. It's <laughs> <laughs> like rule number one. He sees your side-eye. We're in a sewer. Yes, I'm just... I, I had very strict standards where I was raised. Sorry. Uh, he just has a deep sigh. Everyone's a critic. He takes the sample. He's motions to you to put the to pour the sample or to put it place it into this jar 
I'm going to have to perform a variety of tests here. It's not going to be done quickly. I don't even know where to even begin analyzing a sample that's immune to most magics. And, and it has a base components that are a mystery to me. Unless you know what they are, I think it's going to take time to analyze what this is. No, that was my plan is to, um, to just run, run some basic tests and study it, analyze it, come up with hypotheses. I can tell you now that it's going to take some time, process. Uh, I don't know if you have known anything about alchemy. Um, I know a bit about everything. I've studied a, a, a very, very large amount, and I can also um, always uh, seek guidance from from uh, my, my god, Ogma. He can imbue me with the ability to do tests so that I don't already know. He can give me knowledge. We can conduct uh, one test here. I've always been curious about this. I want to find out if this substance is biological. Well, it does um, act in a, in a... I've studied a little bit. It, it acts as if it is organic. It has, um, you know, if you can see the algorithm in which life tends to move versus um, substances or... or it's, it has like an organic nature to its movement. It does. The, the way it... it I mean, it's very apparent. It looks like a vein. It, it, it looks as if it is part of a cardiovascular system of a, a being just like you or I, a being not different from us. If um, When I take a small amount and lay it out on uh, a slide, it kind of grows and forms into a new structure. It's... He takes the sample. He runs a test on it. You don't know what it is. He pours a bright yellow, almost like lemon-lime Gatorade, mm-hmm. but like a little bit more neon. On oh, this, yes. it says, uh, let's let this sit here for a few moments, and it'll tell us whether this is uh, biological. Electrolytes, it's what the plants crave. <laughs> As it sits there for a while, you notice that slowly the little sample that you put into this fluid starts bubbling. The whole fluid starts turning a shade of deep blue, a deep, murky blue. Ah, just as I expected. It's still blue. <laughs> you ah, you don't know what this means. This, all, all life, all life. Uh, on this planet, all sentient life, from the dwarves to the uh, halflings to the humans, we all share a common uh, common answer. There was a magical event. Uh, the, the, same, the magical event that created humans is different from the magical event that created the elves. That magical event uh, happened, some suppose, long before the humans were made. Dwarves were made somewhere in the middle. There was some event. And you can test you can test the amount of magic in a biological substance by pouring the solution on it. The more prone to magic a being is, the more yellow it will appear. For example, if we poured this on dragon scales, the fluid would probably turn an even brighter form of yellow. But just as I suspected with this, I have never seen anything turn this blue. This has no magic properties whatsoever. Even the most layperson of humans, if we poured it on him, would turn it a form of sky blue. This is fascinating. I have never encountered anything like this. So it's like anti-magic, organic goo. Well, but it also conducts energy in a way that I'm not Conductor. familiar with. Correct. In fact, I would wager that any time you tried to apply magic to anything of this substance, the spell would probably backfire. Not only would it have no effect, this is like a sponge that just absorbs magical energy and nullifies it. I would wager that if you got enough of this in a room, you could actually make somebody who is a mage, a warlock, or somebody perhaps ill or weak. Interesting. Well, I'll have to um, take this into consideration. Okay. If you can leave it with me, I'd be happy to run further tests. Otherwise, you could come back here anytime. I mean, I'll uh, 
talk to you later. I'm going to, I'm going to, you can keep that small sample. I'm going to keep the rest because I don't know if I can get another one, if I'll be back, but hopefully we can go over this more together. I, I, I look forward to that. I'm going to keep t running tests on this sample that we have here. It's not much to work with, but I think that I can maybe to do something. Uh, very well. Um, nice to meet you, strange man. What's your name again? Leon. Leon, Leon. Finks was my name. Yes. Um, bye. Nice to meet you, Mr. Artificarian. Neat. You guys might still be tripping on Molly if you took it. You guys probably still are, but you guys are tired. It's getting kind of... Uh, you guys are a little older. You guys aren't going to mm -hmm. party until 5 in the morning. It's... All right. ready to crash. Okay. Um, I sure hope TV's out there and that he's okay. Gothario says to you, All right, come with me. We're going to go to the upstairs. This is the lobby or the party of the second floor. That is where we have our rooms for the night. All right. Uh, can I... Nobody wants any giant cocaine. I got some. It is... Uh, nobody's going to party till the break of dawn. Very plenty. Oh, you guys look totally partied out. That shit looks cut down. I don't know. He takes you guys upstairs... He has a room key to each one of you. Each of you go to your room. Does anybody share rooms? Well, I'm limping because my hip still hurts. I'm like, Gertrude, you feel like you still want to help me with that hip problem? No. All right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you, wanna... you left me for the dance floor. I'm over it. All right. Everybody goes to bed. You see it uh, looks like just a shitty hotel. You didn't go into the Ritz-Carlton. This is a sewer hotel. Hotel <laughs> 6. In a steampunk world. But it's not the worst. This this city does have money. This is not the worst hotel room you could have gotten, but you're not living in luxury. Does it work if Tifi uh, stays in Gonk's room and starts sketching a design of how to retrofit like a, um, a new she like plating on his uh, shell? Yes, you can. You are uh, you are sketching. Go ahead and roll me just an intelligence check. We're gonna see how well it's gonna be a high DC. Oh, to we see. reconvene. Okay, good. Thirteen. You come up with a couple promising ideas that you need to pursue, but you just don't feel there's enough time to really uh, get down and do some of the hard math on the angles of Gonk Shell. I'm just starting the design process. Yeah. Gonk wouldn't mind if uh, Tifi was just silently sketching in one corner. Uh, <laughs> well, and Mao would probably like sleep with one eye open if somebody, especially somebody who identified as male, was. Uh, but uh, Gonk would be totally right, mm -hmm. right at home. So like uh, Gonk's sleeping and he's watching. You and drawing, and then Malison's Mal's watching. watching him there's just, with there's the just whistle a, a, a whole uh, bevy of watching him. Yeah. It's just bewildering. Uh, while TV is doing what he's doing, Gonk is getting ready for bed. So is Malison. At that point, through their window, uh, which leads out into a beautiful look of the sewer city of Des Moines, a canary flies in the window. And this canary is carrying a note with it. Mm. Wait, wait, into our window? Into your window. Uh, and so it turned into a Disney princess? It flies past Gonk oh. uh, and lands on Malison's pillow. This canary is actually carrying a note in its mouth. It drops the note and flies out the window. You want me to get that, boss? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> she hands it to Gonk. Okay, this is... Uh, he squints. He's like, you know, uh, I... <laughs> I this is a funny joke you played on me, boss. You know I'm barely literate. <laughs> but uh, hold on a second. Yeah. He squints in, in the dark. He holds it up to the moonlight. What's it say? Tifi just, like, leans over his shoulder. <laughs> the letter reads, Hello, Captain Mallison. Uh, you scroll down to the bottom just Sister before you get to Andaria see who the letter is from. Caitlin. It, it is Miss Caitlin. Miss Caitlin? Mm-hmm. 
hello, Captain Mallison, and I assume that delightful tortle fellow is right there with you. It has unfortunately come to my attention that after we reached a very fair bargain where I provided discounts for you and equipment, with the simple verbal arrangement that we made, where you would give Miss Caitlin first right to any supplies purchased by your crew, my canaries have informed me that you have been shopping twice in the two days since we made our deal at other stores, and you have never contacted myself or one of my lovely canaries once at Polite Nigel's yesterday, and again today with my business rival, Gumbel Durkenmeyer <laughs> III. I believe threats, violence, and unpleasantness are needless parts of a business relationship, and I would prefer to avoid them. However, Miss Caitlin does not like being betrayed. The ball's in your court, Captain Mallison. How do you intend to fix this? And the note ends. Sincerely, Miss Caitlin. Ominouser and ominouser. That's, um... News to me, I didn't know any deals were made. I thought we could just shop anywhere. Um, okay, this is bad. Hmm. Dunks, yeah, takes a look at the note and says, This could be telling us more than she intended. Is anybody else doing anything before you go to sleep? Jerk off, because I didn't get laid. <laughs> you sharing a room with Kevin? <laughs> He's used to it. <laughs> Anyone that owns cats knows this. <laughs> he just stares at you. He just, stares at you just, gotta, you just gotta make sure they're not kittens, because then they'll attack it. His tail's going back and forth. <laughs> I think to compound our problems, I'm trying to do online shopping with my Rocky Talkie, even though... Yeah, I'm trying to get some on Amazon.com. I mean, I think I took too much Molly. <laughs> You guys, after a long night of partying, eventually close your eyes and fall asleep. You guys have had a long day. You guys have killed some Warforge, saved a friend, traveled great distances through the sewer. And as you guys fall asleep in the drowning cat and even Tifi, uncharacteristically, finds himself drifting off. He, this is a new sensation for him, but he finds his vision going out of focus as he slowly drifts off to what mortals would understand as sleep. 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 This is the ASMR. He sees, fl- he sees uh, flying toasters zooming at him. <laughs> <laughs> a ball just won't hit the corner. <laughs> it just never hits the corner. He's trapped in a, in a Wolfenstein-esque maze. Canon, that's what's in playing in Tifi's eyes. Is <laughs> a variety of screensavers. Toaster cat. And that is where we're going to end our episode today. And fans, there's a reason we're stopping it here. Uh, Next week, we're going to have the start of our Halloween episodes. It's going to be a two to three parter. Co-writer for the show and my brother, Joseph Camacho, also known as Mr. Dandy, is going to be our special guest, Dungeon Master. So you won't have to hear my voice. We're going to be playing with the same characters. Everything that happens in this episode will be canon for the future episodes, but except we will be playing by Call of Cthulhu rules, and it will kind of be a standalone adventure. So uh, without giving too much away, uh, don't don't forget to tune in next week, uh, next two weeks for our fun Halloween episode. Nice. Nice. All right. That was was another fun one. Way to go. We didn't go shopping, though. Damn it. Maybe next time. I'm dreaming of shopping. You offended too many merchants. Clint Beiser, where can people find you? You can find me at uh, at the Madhouse Comedy Club. Salvador Viesco, where can people find you? Also at the Madhouse Comedy. Jesse Egan, where can people find you? Well, you can find me at jesseegan.net or at jesseegancomedy on all social media. And Caleb is Drawing is my normal social media handle. 
Sarah Lee Steiner, where can people find you? You can find me at Sarah Lee Magic. Uh, AG, uh, you can find her at Muller She Wrote. And yes. Dave Callens, you can find him at Sharkadile or at most like soup kitchens within like the greater <laughs> San Diego region. <laughs> And I've been Damien Mercado, your Dungeon Master. Feel free to reach out to the show Yay. at AwfulDnd on Twitter and Instagram. If you inter- want to interact with the show, if you have a character that you want to introduce, if you want an NPC named after you, if you just want Kevin to get fixed, let us know. We'll make it happen. The bar for fan interaction is very low right now. Thank you very much for listening to the Awful Neutral Podcast. Later, nerds. Yay. Bye. Bye.